Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another daily episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I'm so excited to answer this question today because I asked on Instagram if you guys had any questions for these daily episodes, and so many of you responded. I'm so pumped. I have ideas for content for like seven years now, so thank you so much. I ask often on my Instagram what you guys want me to talk about, so if you have any recommendations or suggestions, feel free to shoot me a DM at healthnutjulie, and I would be so much more than happy to answer your question for you, whether it's on the podcast or personally, but I really like to answer questions on here that people can relate to and that... I feel like a lot of people either struggle with or could use advice about. So today's question comes from Abby and she asks, how do you find balance in your relationship since moving away from your friends and family? And the reason I wanted to answer this publicly instead of just responding to her is because number one, I love Abby. She's my friend from London and she's amazing. And number two, I think so many people can relate to this, whether you have moved away from home for a job or for a relationship or just in general, you moved away and you're not near your friends and family anymore. I think it can be very hard to find friends, to find hobbies, to find interests. But I want to give my tips and what I've gone through in the past year since moving to Canada. So just to give you guys a background, because I know some people are finding this podcast who have no idea who I am. (laughs) I lived in Florida my whole entire life, and I recently moved to Canada with my husband, Mark, a year ago, exactly a year on July 1st, so a little more than a year. So just to give you guys a little bit of a background, if you don't know much about my story, I actually grew up in Florida and I lived there for 25 years of my life. And then last July, I moved up to Canada and I'm in the process of becoming a permanent resident here. And the reason I moved here was mainly because my husband lived here and we met in Florida actually, but we spent a lot of time chatting about what the best move would be for our future if we wanted to stay in Florida or if we wanted to move to Canada. His whole family's here, so it's really great. But there is a difference between having your own friends and family around and having somebody else's friends and family around because it can feel lonely and isolating depending on how you look at it. So my first tip would be to evaluate your move. If you haven't really moved yet, you should have an intuitive hunch about whether or not the move is right for you. I would never recommend moving for a relationship unless you see yourself and your future also being enhanced by moving. I've heard horror stories of people moving for a relationship and it ends up not working out and then you're in this new place with a new person and you guys aren't together anymore and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to really evaluate where you see where you see yourself in 5, 10, 15 years down the road and see if this place that you're moving to is in alignment with your highest self, whether the relationship works out or not. 
Obviously, you don't want to be cynical and pessimistic and just assume the relationship's not going to work out, but kind of have a backup plan. Say, okay, I'm going to move to Canada. If it doesn't work out, could I see myself living there and could I make a future there? And if the answer is yes, then that's a good indication that that could be a right move for you. And another thing I like to use when I'm making big decisions in my life is, does this feel expansive or contracted to me? That means when you ask yourself, should I move to Canada or should I take this job or should I be in this relationship? If the possibility of it makes you feel excited and your heart feels open and expansive, that's usually a sign that it's the right move to make. If, on the other hand, you feel very contracted, like your chest feels tight, you feel anxious, you automatically jump to the worst case scenarios, then maybe it's not the right decision for you, at least at this time. But you have to start to get in touch with that intuition and that deeper voice that you have within you because all of us have the answer, right? We usually look to our friends and family and social media to answer these questions for us, but deep down, we know what's best for us. And it just takes a little bit of uncovering and stillness to get to the root of that. And that's not to say you're never going to have any reservations or hesitations about what you're doing. It's just that overall, you feel very light and expansive about doing the thing, and that's when you should make the choice to do it. So let's just say you've already moved there and you are trying to navigate life in this new place and you're trying to find balance in your relationship and your own social life. My biggest piece of advice in any relationship, whether you moved with the person or I don't know, you're just in a relationship in general is to have your own life, have your own things going on. That's the best way to find balance. That's the best way to find peace and happiness because it's super easy, especially if you're moving with someone to start living their life. And I realized this with Mark. When I first moved here, I was hanging out all with his friends and his family and his this and his that and doing his interests. But then I'm like, no, you know what? Your girl needs to have her own thing. So I started taking dance classes and I started getting a gym membership at a different gym. And I just slowly started to branch out and try new things and start creating my own life here. Because you have to realize that even if you're in a relationship, you guys are two separate individuals still. Even if you are joined together in holy matrimony and you're married and you have kids, you're still two separate individuals and you need to really cultivate and nurture your individuality because not only does that make you happier, but it makes you a more interesting partner because if you guys are always together, if you're always doing every single thing the same, at the end of the day, when you guys sit down and have dinner or go on dates, you have nothing to really talk about because you've been with each other all day long. (laughs) So that was the thing too. Mark and I used to both work from home and we both decided that it was best for us to get little jobs outside of the house just to switch things up, meet new people, try new things, have experiences separate from each other, and then come home and spend time with each other at the end of the night. So that would be my biggest tip, whether you are moving with someone or you're just in a relationship with them. You have to have your own life. You have to have your own hobbies and interests because not only is it going to keep you sane (laughs) and not want to kill your partner, but it's going to make you a much more exciting and interesting person all around. And it's going to keep the relationship exciting. So Another thing that, and this is my last takeaway, other than having your own life and doing your own thing, you really have to 
cultivate your uniqueness. And what I mean by that, it's kind of similar to having your own life, but it's very important to have your own friends, have the things that make you a unique individual, have the things that only you do. He can have the same hobbies and interests. So for example, Mark and I both like working out, but we do different styles of working out. He does Olympic weightlifting. I do whatever the heck I want to do. I lift weights, I run, I spin, and he doesn't like doing that stuff sometimes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. What makes you unique? What makes you you? Because when you guys were together, that's why that person fell in love with you in the first place. When you first started dating, what were the things that you talked about? You know, you try to sell yourself when you go on a date. And I really believe that you not, (laughs) you shouldn't continue to try to sell yourself to your partner, but you want to still continue to Be a desirable human and not center and focus your life around that person. And that means having your own friends as well. That was the hardest, hardest thing for me moving here with Mark was it was all about his friends. It was all about his family. And I never really felt like I could be myself because they knew me through Mark. And it's still kind of like that. Granted, it's gotten so much better, but there's a difference between your partner's friends and family and your own. Nothing in the world will ever compare to your own friends and family. So you need to continue to cultivate those relationships. Call your friends on the phone. If you've moved away, you have to make FaceTime dates. I FaceTime my friend Caitlin. We try to do it at least once a month. We text almost every day or we just troll each other on Instagram. Um, My mom and dad, I still talk to them a lot. And you just have to continue to cultivate those relationships even if you are far away. And even better, make new friends in your town. And you do that by joining those meetup groups, trying new things, trying dance classes or going to a new gym or joining a CrossFit gym or some type of gym like that, that has a community aspect to it and get involved in the community by volunteering. There are so many things that you can do to remain unique and be your own person. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Having your own friends, having your own life, having your own hobbies and interests, because that is how you build a life in this new city that you're living in so that even if things didn't work out with your partner, you would still be able to survive and your whole life is not based around them. So my dear Abby, I hope that answered your question. How do you find balance in your relationships since moving away from friends and family? Really balance in any relationship is about being your own individual person and still caring for the needs of that other person. But that starts with keeping up the desire. <laughs> and that that really is just by being your own individual human so that you guys still have things to relate about and chat about. And you can share stories about your own different friends. <laughs> and then you can hang out with each other's friends every now and again. But it's important to remain an individual, whether you are moving to a new city for your partner or whether you are just in a long-term relationship. Maintain that sense of individuality and you will be happy for a really long time. All right. I love you so much. And I can't wait to answer more of your questions. If you guys have questions, please send them to me on Instagram. I'm so happy to answer these questions for you guys. I literally do this podcast for you. So just send me your question at Julie, and we'll see if I share it on the podcast. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.